Shut up and sit down. Well, how's it going, everybody? I feel like it's been a dog's age since I last talked to all you boys and girls. But you know what? Here we are, episode 117 of Third Shift, and I am here, and I'm not alone. Am I ever alone? No, because they'll no, never let me be alone. That won't they happen, no. They'll never let that happen. <laughs> hey, uh, if Ultraman wasn't here, they would have been blown up. So, no, you well, can't ever be alone. That wasn't me. That, that was Admiral, <laughs> the Demon Star. I didn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, sauce. So, as you can hear... I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric, and as always, the guy you heard over there talking already is none other than Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt, you know how we start today off. How was your week, buddy? Uh, It's been a pretty average to boring to meh kind of week, but the one highlight of it so far, but one of the highlights of it so far is I went and saw Overlord over the weekend, and that movie was freaking awesome. I loved every second of it. It was totally way different than I thought it would be but in a very fantastic way. So have you seen it yet? I sure have, Matt. Oh, hell yeah. That was so good. I loved I it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun like, with it. I loved like the two styles of movie in the movie. Like I was like, well, I'm going to go watch this, you know, Nazi zombie horror movie. And there were parts of that, but then it was also like, hey, here's an old-timey like feel-good war movie. And I was mm-hmm. like, Hell yeah! You go, heroes! Yeah, you guy, go do that thing. Girl, go do that thing. Uh, you did the thing. Sweet. I loved it. It was just, I'd like, fist pump when the, when the end of the movie was happening. I was like, yeah! Ah! And then, also, so many cool, like, big, long tracking shots were in that movie. Like, the whole intro sequence. Yes, I was going to mention that, too, yeah. The, there's know, the that coming out part. part. Yeah, yeah. Just the whole it was just, time. Yeah. yeah, it was so awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Now... I enjoyed that flick a lot because, like you said, it was just that almost campy, just fun, mm. wartime hero doing silly, crazy things, being the whole, rah, 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 this is war, da, 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 you know, that mm. kind of thing. Then it had the, the super scary, you know, all the, you know, what is in the bottle. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish there were a couple more of those moments. Yeah. Like it gave you a couple good tastes. And then I was hungry. I wanted more of it. And they were like, no, 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 no. Just some taste, buddy. Just some taste. And I went, oh, I want a little bit more. One more bite. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of was missing that bit by the end of the movie. But at the same time, I liked the direction that it went so much more. Because I was thinking of it. I was like, oh, even during the movie, I was like, I'd like this to be a little darker in these spots. But then I went, but if it was, you wouldn't have these fun moments. You'd have True. like... It, like in every horror movie, oh, here's this torturous, oh my gosh, he tried to get away, but oh, he got stabbed through the face and all this other horrible stuff. And I'm like, but you would miss out on all the, I don't know, it, it sounds weird to, to say it was a, a feel-good movie or a fun movie when there's the subject matter is what it is, but it totally was and it totally worked. I loved mm-hmm. it. And I just love how they made no secret of who the enemy was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like even in the previews, they just show you. So they weren't even hiding it or anything. And, well, and but that, it was that still fun. <laughs> that I was kind of well, not caught off guard by, but you know, I've seen all the previews in, at Regal Cinema. I haven't seen mm-hmm. any other previews. Oh, okay. Because when it, when it would come on, I think it came on during Raw like twice, and I was just like, nope, don't want to know anything more about it. Just I'm just gonna go in and watch it. And then when I b- brought up the app on my phone, it showed the dude's face all messed up, and mm-hmm. I was like, what, what? 
okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all right, I guess. But that was because of the movie it was. They didn't yeah. care. You know, that wasn't the point of the movie. Right. It was just a part of it, in which it, it was awesome. I went mm. and saw it with my father-in-law, mm-hmm. and this man jumped two times, like nice. almost out of his chair, and I'm just cracking <laughs> up. I'm like, you sissy pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, of course, he leads over and whapping me, monkey slapping me. Oh, they got me. Oh, my God. I don't usually jump. Oh, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one was when the girl was talking to the, she was talking to the little guy, and then mm-hmm. the thing did the thing. <laughs> you, know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, uh-huh. I tried to thing and thing. And he just flipped out. He went about three feet high. I was laughing. Nice. And they played, I'll say they did that perfect. Like, I don't scare, so it didn't, like, make me jump. But mm-hmm. it did make me pause. Like, you know, oh, there we go. Because you know if something's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody's seen these. But they did it on an offbeat. They didn't do it when they're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. They did it right before you're supposed to do it. So you were ready for it, but it happened right before you were supposed to be ready for it. So, mm-hmm. like, gotcha. And I was like, that's clever. I liked it. And I thought a couple of the, like, the there were two, like, jump scare moments that I mm-hmm. noticed. And I was like, but they built it up well enough that it paid off. Like, when he's walking down the hallway, which you see in the trailer, mm-hmm. it's like, you know it's going to be that because he f***s and then and then, and then the other one where he's in the it's like, you know it's going to be something. And it just, it gives you that moment of just waiting for it. Especially the one in the Because it was like, And I was just like, okay, you, this, is, this is how you do it right. There's going to be something. You, you, it gives you that little bit of anticipation before it pays off. Instead of just, you're scared, right? Ooh, look at that. Got it, got it. Yeah. And I think with the other jump scare that they did, the last one, the one I was referring to, mm-hmm. is the same thing. Like I said, yeah. you knew it was coming. This is, this is how it is. It's built. It's coming. It's building. Mm-hmm. Like okay, uh, and then they did it right before they needed to. Just mm-hmm. perfect. Oh, it was so good. I was very <laughs> impressed. And then the, like the effects, all the oh, yeah. uh, all the gore, all the things they did have that were dark and sinister and weird were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And and that was the cool thing as I was looking up, you know, cast members and stuff, like I like to do after I've seen a movie I really like. And one of the first things that came up was like, hey, here's why Overlord's effects look so great. It's because they did as much of it as possible completely practically. Like even the the airplane thing at the beginning, they rigged up that, you know, airplane tube on uh-huh. a gimbal and like blew up part of it. And there's actual real flames that people are falling through and like all the prosthetics and the gore and stuff. I mean, sure, they touched it up with CG. I'm, I'm 100% sure they did. Of but course. that dude had to go in for five hours in the makeup chair to get his blown up face. Like, because oh, you so could good. tell they would run up and like look at a thing instead of just, oh no, there's a thing over there. Like, you could see mm-hmm. him, his eyes going over like the the neck thing, you know, or whatever it was. And I was like, that's there. You can see his eyes focused on it. Oh, so good. I love yeah. it. It was magic. It was good stuff. Yeah. And then, like, another part that I thought was really well done was, you know, the, the oh God, we're probably, we're spoiling the hell out of this movie, even though we're not really <laughs> going into detail, but uh, uh-huh. the f- The f- Yeah, yeah. Over there. Like, you wanted more, and they didn't give mm. it to you. They just, yeah. they made it stay ominous and weird, and just like, what? They didn't. Never, they never explained what was happening in mm-hmm. those. Yeah, or or like any of it. Like, no, there was just the thing that they. Oh, we had to refine it through something, some process. Like he gets the guy out, and it's like, what's happening? We don't know. Just get him out. There's bad mm-hmm. stuff. Go. It's not it good. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Ah, fantastic show. Gosh bless. Yeah, yeah. And hey, speaking of things that are fantastic and impressive and that I loved a lot, I told you already, but I'm going to say it on the show, I went to the Green Dot Stables restaurant over here. I'm starting to get too jealous of this. I'm getting angry about it. I don't like it. I'm not (laughs) happy about it. (laughs) And every week they have a new mystery meat slider because it's a little slider restaurant. And this last week it was Wagyu meatloaf with garlic aioli, red onion, and arugula. Absolutely the one of the best things I've ever eaten. Even just, you know, considering it's just a little slider, I put it in my mouth and I just went, oh my God. And I looked at mom and went, oh Jesus, this is crazy. And I ordered two more and ate those. And mom ordered one and she gave hers to me because she couldn't finish it. And I was just like, just like rolling around in Wagyu meatloaf heaven. And the best part was, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but, it, you know, it's a meatloaf, so it's got spices and herbs mm-hmm. and stuff in it. It had rosemary in it. Like, the way that rosemary should actually be in a thing. Like, I tasted it, and it actually complemented other flavors and melded with them. Instead of everything else you have that has rosemary in it, that's just, it's Hitch rosemary and yeah. nothing freaking else. Uh-huh. Oh, it was so good. Gosh. Yeah, you said you said meatloaf, and I went, oh, it's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Mm. Oh, I'm so sad. And it's Wagyu beef, too, like the best mm-hmm. beef that there is in the world. Oh, so good. And now they have like a... Like a turkey dinner one, and that looks good, but I'm just like, y- y'all need to bring back that Wagyu meatloaf. Just have that forever. Now, I'll say yes, I agree with that statement, but, but you you showed a picture of that uh, turkey dinner one, mm-hmm. and man, them cranberries up on top with the gravy and that turkey. Yep. I had My mouth was just like water and instantly, and I was like, mm, <laughs> that looks delicious. Awesome. So you're going to have to tell me another time, before this weekend, where the heck that is exactly, mm. because uh, I'm going on a date night with the wife to go oh, yeah, see Fantastic right. Beasts, and maybe I can convince her to go there for lunch before we head home. Because you can get all kinds of stuff there. There's like a million items on that menu. Probably shouldn't keep talking about that on the show. I'm sorry, everybody. You guys don't care about no Wagyu beef at the local Green Dot restaurant, but you, you know better because it's freaking amazing. <laughs> hey, call in and tell me your favorite Wagyu beef recipe. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to know. <laughs> so aside from movies that were amazing and food that was amazing, what else was amazing? The video games I played, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. I beat it on the last, it was like a weekend stream that I did. I totally beat it, and they blocked the sharing function via the PS4's in-game interface. So it's like about an hour of a blue screen and me going, oh, shit, I just blew that dude's head up. Oh, damn, I'm going to kick that dude through the damn wall. Oh, shit, you're already dead, buddy. woo <laughs> But the ending was outstanding. It was one of those moments where, I mean, I can tell, haven't played that game enough, there's some times when I'm not really feeling it and I'm not in the zone. But for some reason, that last hour, that last like dungeon crawl, I was in the zone on everybody. I'm, per- I'm hitting all the, the secret techniques perfect. Everything's bl- blasting into flames. I'm just taking out entire groups and crowds of people. It was beautiful. And nobody got to see it but me. Oh, man. So good. But then I've also been playing Tetris Effect, falling in love with that game, and also I hate it with a passion. So I'm going to talk more about that on another episode of Third Shift. And then I played Donut County, which was refreshing and amazing and fun and everything that I thought it would be, but more. It was so much fun. It only lasted two hours. I mean, you can go in and replay the levels and get achievements and all that other stuff. But it was just, it was beautiful, good, clean fun. I loved it the whole way through. Amazing. Great. So that was my week. What about you, Eric? 
Man, oh man, I do. I cannot compare. Nothing compares to you. <laughs> I mean, that's true on a daily basis that, anyway. Oh, man, jeez, oh, Pete. So, <laughs> let's see. Hmm. You know, it's funny. All this time, you think I'd, I'd remember what I've done and did this whole week and went past nope. weekend. But like nope. you said, it was pretty humdrum, except for I was a busy little bee this weekend. I didn't have fun. I didn't do any video games. Uh, you know what I did? I helped uh, my father-in-law crawl into some pipes and uh, fix our our plumbing for the the bedroom the re- the bedroom's bathroom that we redid. It oh, needed yeah. to ha- it needed it had some switch pipes wrong way, so we had to get in there. And we had to switch those around. Then we had to find the leak that's happening in the the bathtub. Had to figure out where that was coming from, handling that, and then on top of that, we finally got around to building the shelves. For the uh, our little cubby hole where we store all of our canned goods and all of our uh, you know homemade stuff, so that took forever. Holy flipping moly, man! I'll tell you what I was like. All right, Saturday I gotta go into town. I gotta buy the lumber, get this and that, get this. I come home and wife's like, all right, I'm taking the kids to the birthday party. You know, good luck, have fun. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna rock this out. I put the, you know I put in my headphones. I get some music going, and I get to work. I get the saws out. I'm cutting. I'm doing measurements. And then I'm doing it, and I'm doing it, and I'm doing it. Three hours later, I'm finally getting done with it. Ugh. I am just covered in sawdust, just sweat. My legs mm. are throbbing because I have to run up and down the basement stairs every three to five minutes to get another measurement, to make another cut, to check and see how it works, to go redo it if it didn't work quite right. Because you never want to go too far. It's always better mm. to be on the safe side because otherwise you ruin the piece of wood. So yeah. I'm over here trying to build like you know a real nice cabinet because I want this thing to last until I'm dead. So I don't want it to be cheap, chintzy piece of crap. So I'm doing it the right mm. way. Oh my gosh, man. The wife comes home and she's like, "Oh wow, this is great! Well, you you, you did this and probably what? Would you play some video games? Relax." I'm like, "No, I I just finished this." She goes, "Oh my <laughs> god, what have you what?" <laughs> yeah, because her father helped me out with one of the other ones we did, and mm. with me and him together, it took only about two hours, hour and yeah. forty minutes, two hours. Well, obviously, without him doing it myself, it double the time almost. So mm. yeah, good. So between the piping, getting that all taken care of, and then we also did some tile work. We got some tiles, some central, you know, crazy cut tiles that we haven't done. Finally did those. We're out there and just getting ceramic tile dust in our nostrils, sneezing up a city. Awesome. Because the unfortunate reality of it all is I take Claritin on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? That's just the way life is for me. Well, my doctor said, you need to just figure out what is going on. Like, what are you allergic to? Maybe we can figure out something and stop it so you don't have to take Claritin every day. Mm-hmm. But I need to do one of those two-hour little special things where they do all sorts oh, of tests. A little stabber jabber thing? Yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, to do that, you can't take any of your Claritin, any other your medications up until that point. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the midst of dust and all the things that make Eric go bad <laughs> news bears. And it was It was just miserable. Miserable, Matt. But that's awesome. all right. A lot of stuff got done. Now I can go, okay, that's out of my hair. That's out of my hair. Not to mention all the canned goods are put away. So, like, my mm. basement, like, looks normal. It looks like a normal just basement now. And I'm like, wow, I've got it all back. This is cool. Yay. So instead of looking like a hoarder's basement, you look like a prepper's basement. Basically. That's right. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> Perfect. And, of course, I went and saw Overlord, which we mm. already know because I talked with you about it. Yep. So all in all, pretty busy. 
And video game wise, I'm all over the place, man. I'm playing Celeste, rocking that out. Got Dead Cells still smashing through. I'm doing my quest in World of Warcraft, as I always do and forever will. A little bit of Destiny 2. I'm kind of falling off the bandwagon with that one. Pretty much done what I wanted to do with it. I don't mm -hmm. think I'm going to really touch it too much until the December update. And, of course, Dragon Quest Eleven has just been just, oh. I get in there and all my worries go away. Instantly when I get that yeah. game on. I don't even care about anything in life anymore. I'm mm -hmm. just in that game. Don't care. Don't care. It, every time it does that to me, I don't know what the magic is. I'm going to talk about it in depth once I beat it. I'm only about 40-something hours in, so obviously I've still got another 40, 50 hours at least. But we'll talk about it when the day comes someday down the road, damn it. <laughs> Those are the best games. I've been going through a whole slew of them lately. But it's just when you're just like, ah, I don't even really want to play a game, but i got to do something. Boop, boop. Ah, everything's just mm -hmm. Everything's gone. It's so good. It. Uh, it's so good. I that game is so weird because I can just go run around killing mobs. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. The most arbitrary thing in the world, and I'm still just smiling and laughing and giggling and just I feel good every time I do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that game. Love it was it. me and Kiwami too, man. Just run around through the streets, beat up dudes, go eat food when I need to. It's like, is that quest ever gonna trigger? Ah, oh, well. An hour later, oh yeah, I was waiting for that quest. Uh, oh well. Yep, 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 yep. Beyond all that, though, that's about it. So my week, there you go. You had it. You've devoured it. By God's, let's start a new week, Matt. Well, we can't start a new week without checking out what? the old week that we had as a team because we had IG2G episode 41, an actual final stripped down IG2G, the way it was always meant to be. It was a pretty fun episode, even though it was sad. I mean, it was all about. Well, it was wait, it was all about death. It, yeah, it was, uh, every topic had no demons, death, something about death. It was it was definitely in that regard. Like, oh man, what a somber episode. But <laughs> I enjoyed it. I loved yeah. the way it is. That's finally, I feel good about it. You know, I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. this is what it was supposed to be. Boom, 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 knocking through it, getting through it. You get a basic understanding of a few games, and you walk away. Mm -hmm. There it is. We finally got to it. I'm happy. <laughs> And then something will come out to bloat up this episode, and then we'll have to go back to the old way. <laughs> it's going to be great. Now, we'll figure it out when the day comes. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, speaking of the day coming, coming up this next week or the following week, however you want to think about it, we're going to be recording our Shifter Monthly Topic for our patrons. So hit up the Patreon if you know all about that, which you will, because you'll hear about it later in the episode. And we're going to do an Otaku Project stream with the Japanese candy and all that stuff. That's going to be fun. There you go. Yeah, still sitting in a box upstairs, ready to go. Mm -hmm. I took a little peek at it, and I'm like, I want to eat all this candy right now. Uh, oh, man, what if I, just, it, if I just ate some of these packs right now? Nobody noticed. <laughs> you just, you just totally phoned it down the stream. Oh, yeah, look at this wrapper. Mm. Yeah, it tastes like, what was this one? Oh, it tastes like tea. Mm. Oh, man, mine tastes like chocolate, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, chocolate. Like like a tea kind of chocolate. <laughs> tea is chocolate, right? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and hey you know what's awesome like chocolate and sometimes bitter like tea it's shift codes for golden keys in borderlands 2 because you get them and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna get this stuff it's gonna be like chocolate and you open it up and you can't use any of them so it's bitter like tea boom Ooh, there so hit you up the go Twitter, the right of the forums the instagram hit up your preferred shift code provider have yourself a tea chocolate time suckers 
Mm, mm, mm. Yes, indeed, that is a fact, and I will say it one more time. There are rumors <laughs> of brewing. There is stuff a happening in the Borderlands universe. I'm telling you right now, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but... Let's dive into it right now. Oh, yeah. I want to do it. Let's All do right, it. All right, we're going to dive straight into it, but let me tell you, you better be getting them shift codes ready, boys and girls, because something's going down. <laughs> <laughs> so... If you haven't been paying attention and you haven't been listening to us, I'll say it again. Sup Motto's out there. He's saying he's got these sources. He's got all sorts of stuff happening. Movers, shakers, people finding all sorts of weird stuff happening in the Borderlands universe. And they're updating systems. They're finding all these new little codes, which indicate games, DLCs, things like that, are getting updated, put in there, added to it. Basically, the developers are working day and night, weekends, all sorts of times, popping this stuff in, doing all sorts of weird stuff. This is, It basically indicates that something is happening with Borderlands 2. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's going down. Now, Submoto, in his latest video, which, of course, go check it out if you want the whole details. Once again, we always link it. Bada bing, bada boom. He says that his sources, 100%, he is not questioning it anymore. He's not saying maybe. He says 100% Reese and Fiona are going to be in Borderlands 3. As NPCs, Mm -hmm. this is a fact. And then he also states that Atlas is back as a gunmaker in Borderlands 3. This is a fact. It's not a question. He's 100% certain that this is real. This is good news. This is great Mm -hmm. news. Okay, first off, if he's wrong, well, shame on you, Submoto, because you're over here telling people you know for a fact. No more guessing, no more maybes. (laughs) Shame, shame, shame. If it's uh-huh. real, though, which I suspect it is, duh, they're not going to leave such awesome characters from Tales of the mm. Borderlands and just ditch them. They're going to be in the game. Yeah. Plus, they're directly connected to the vaults because they were in one and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. You can't just ignore that. I mean. True. So, they're here. I can't wait to see how they get out of this or where they end up or how they end up getting incorporated into the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm stoked. Plus, they were funny. They were hilarious. <sighs> So great. So great, man. So mm. great. Now, now, what I should have done, and I thought about it, but then I got home and didn't have a time to do it, is I was going to make a tinfoil hat. Because I have the best tinfoil hat conspiracy theory Jones Uh-oh. over here. Because we were in our Discord text, you know, texting each other back and forth about this news. And, oh, man, I like him as NPCs. I don't like him as NPCs. And then I think it was Danny went, gosh, why does everything have to come out in like these weird leaks and drips and from this guy whose voice none of us like and this, this format that we don't like? Why, why can't this just be news? And I went, what if it is news? This is being perpetrated by someone who likes to play tricks, who likes, who likes fooling people who likes to create illusions, who likes to make you believe things that you don't believe. Someone who, who hates on these internet videos so hard that maybe he's perpetrating this internet video as the grandest magic trick of them all. Boom, sup motto is Randy Pitchford. This is his way of leaking stuff. This is Nerdvana Live that came back. That's what this is. <laughs> Boom, shazam, surprise, everybody. Magic reveal, flip-flop. I was the man behind the curtain all along. It's me, Randy Pitchford. Now, okay, so the way you just said that, I'm interpreting as Submodel himself is Randy Pitchford, all right? This is a long con right here. This is a very long con. Exactly, yes. Because Sub's yeah. been around for a little while. So like, 
four, well, five. Randy, how Randy many Pitchford years ago? has hated internet videos for forever. He's been trolling people on the internet since before <laughs> I've even been around. This is it. This is it. Uh, it's boom. It's done. You hear that? If Conclusive you, if you evidence. Hear, if you Conclusive this. evidence. The world is flat, and submodel like is it. Randy Pitchford. World is flat. Submodel is actually Randy Pitchford. <laughs> if you are a real human, submodel. Sorry, you're not a real human. You're Randy Pitchford. The magician, the you're, mage, you're the sorcerer. You're his, you're his puppet that he does the magic with. There it is. Hey, guys. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. Oh, uh, I can dig it. I can dig it. It all lines up. He, his, he came around with hot news in the fall. Nerdvana Live was supposed to be back in the fall. And all of a sudden, Submodel appears up. with all this crazy new news, mm-hmm. and he's all in the mix of all these crazy things happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He knows all this behind the scenes thing, and you can't even say it to Randy because he'll just go, internet videos. Internet What's videos. that even? That's where I get all my information from. Lols. Uh-huh. See, but it is. But it is. Because he's the one giving it. Because he's giving it to you. Yeah. Exactly. He's playing it. He's playing the whole system. Man. Mm-hmm. God bless. Well, thank you, Randy Pitcher, for that news because I'm also stoked that Atlas is coming back. Atlas yeah. was in Borderlands 1, skipped out on the others. And then, of course, you find out from Tales of Borderlands that uh, Handsome Jack has been holding on to the, you know, kingship of it. And mm. then Reese, of course, inherits it. And apparently, Reese is going to do something with it. Now, who was it? Was it Submodel? Yeah, it was Submodel's video, actually, which he raised the interesting point. Will Atlas come back exactly how Atlas was from Borderlands 1? Or are they going to be completely reimagined since Reese is now in control of it? Will there be a whole new flavor to the guns? It's got to be that way because it's passing through the filter of Reese. You, you don't take over a company and then keep and then it all just the keep it exact way. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would suspect as well. You know, but sometimes you never know. You never know. Developers, you know, they might be like, "All right, Atlas is back. Everybody loves the Atlas from part one, and you know, we'll stick to the formula." But I imagine Gearbox is going to be all super cool and forward with it, and like you said, they're going to give it us. They might come back with some classics, but there's definitely going to be a spin on everything. Mm. Restyle. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm stoked. And apparently, also, others and Submodel have all been like, Borderlands 3 is going to be amazing. Trust me. So apparently, magic people know magic things like Randy Pitchford and Matt. <laughs> it's a good time to be a Borderlands it's fan. It's a good right? time That's to be a Borderlands fan. Yeah, you know what I mean? Har, 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 har. Terror. Har, har, har indeed. Yeah. So what else is going on in the Gearbox or extended Gearbox news? Well, I can tell you one thing for sure. Earthfall is having a free weekend as we speak. You can right now go over on Steam, download Earthfall for free, and play it this weekend. And if you like what you see, which you might and you very well may, because they've done a whole bunch of DLCs since the original launch where there was some bugs and hiccups and people didn't really get on board with it. But with all these DLCs, especially Invasion, which just hit... I think a lot of people are going to come away going, hey, this is not that dang bad. This is some good fun, a good way to play with friends for a little bit. And if you do enjoy it, here's the best part. It's on a super sale right now, 66% off, which equals out to about $10.19 or something I thought. I think it was the breakdown. Mm-hmm. So $10.20 for this game if you're interested. You can't really nice. beat that. That's an easy, good-to-go, cheap price. Bada-bing, bada-boom. You get a few friends who want to play, and away you go. There's some drunken knights killing aliens with all sorts of cool weapons and having a good time. So, unfortunately, if you're on the PS4 or Xbox, you are out of luck, boys and girls. Get on your computers because computer is the master race, as we all know, and have fun playing. 
Yeah, but I like holding my little controller and just having a thing I just put I discs into. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. I really do. I mean, in fact, for my gaming PC, I have a controller, and that's what mm-hmm. I use for basically everything except World of Warcraft. So, yeah, I completely understand. You don't have like hotkeys, like you hold down L1 and then R1. No, and then I don't L2 have the and then press square. That's ten on your on your no, hotkey on your hotbar. Well, you know, everyone tells me I gotta go get that scuff controller, man, where it's got like sixty buttons on it. It's like a controller mm-hmm. with all these back buttons that allow you to be like ten times faster. And uh, I'm yeah. like, ah, I don't know. I'm, I'm too stupid for that, guys. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Pfft, whatever. And then, besides Earthfall happening, the only other news in the extended Gearbox universe that I care about at this particular moment would be (laughs) Epic's Fortnite. And the only reason that I'm mentioning this is because something happened this week that we talked about literally from the first time we ever talked about Fortnite. Yeah. The very first time we played, we came on and we said, hey, we're liking what we're seeing, you know, however, the skill tree is super clunky and makes no sense and is multiple pages of just ridiculousness and has got to go. You can go all the way back and find it. We talked about it very clear as day. I remember this. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody, it took them a while, over a year, in fact, but they did it. Their skill tree has been updated. Things have been moved around, shifted around. The look's all different. They said they finally got around to fixing it to where it makes sense. Some of the skills they got rid of because obviously there was no there was no real there was a, wasn't like every choice was great. There were definitely some. Right. This makes no sense. This is just dumb. Why do I care? And then a lot that were mixed in with like crappy choices to get to something you wanted. They cleaned it all up. They made it so every choice matters. There's multiple ways to go about building your character, which is always a good thing, and makes it a lot more fun. So kudos to them for finally, after a year and some time, getting around to it. But along with that, that wasn't it. They went ahead and updated all sorts of crap on Save the World. The whole front end of it, where you're in your home base, checking out like uh, what kind of defenders you've got, uh, what your stats are on your own character, the survivors, uh, your equipment, da-da-da-da-da, so on and so forth. All those were redone with their own menus and new pop-ups and new things to just really give it a nice overhaul. And your quests have been all updated, so it's all, you know, looks nicer, neater, easier to access and play. They're finally getting to it. We, before we stop talking about it, they did say mm-hmm. that they were going to fix this, and here they are true, true. getting around to it. It took an extra week because I, 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 I could have swore they said they were going to start this like last week or something, but... Who knows? Who knows? They're here now. They're getting to it. So all you people out there going, oh, man, save the world. I thought that was what I was going to play and be my jam. And they just, oh, I think they abandoned it. They didn't. They're finally back at it. Maybe it'll be great again. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Make save the world great again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all awesome. But, I mean, personally for me, it's too little too late because I stopped playing save the world a long, long time ago. But... For anybody who hadn't, or for the supposedly still upcoming free-to-play version of it, this is fantastic. Because if you released it as free-to-play with what it was before, you'd get like maybe a week out of it. Nobody would ever touch it again. Mm-hmm. So it's good that they do keep updating it and upgrading it and making it better for everybody. It's nothing but good stuff. Indeed it is. I appreciate it, as I always do with them. They did all sorts of other stuff, but once again, we don't really cover the day-to-day, the nitty-gritty. If you want to, though, head on over to Epic, check out Fortnite. They'll give you all the patch notes, all the cool stuff. And there you go. Bada-bing, bada-boom. That's it in the extended universe, my friend. 
Gearbox has been covered. Nothing from the publishing side, nothing from the development side. There's still yep. mums the word, sewed mouths. No one can say a word. Unless you're Randy Pitchford through your submotto puppet. Through submotto. Yeah. Exactly. As submotto. Like, he put a submotto mask on and he talks in that voice. I don't know how he does it, but you know what? He is a magician, so I believe it. <laughs> He's a talented man. What can I say? <laughs> So now, it's on to topic time. What's the topic of this week? This week, it's the Game Awards. The nominees were just announced, I think it was Tuesday this week. So while it's all fresh and hot and people are all abuzz about voting on it, I know Joe King got a tweet about it, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm all over voting about this. So, hey, look, it's even Gearbox-related because Joe King voted for it. So we're going to run down some categories, some winners, some losers, in our minds at least. Like, obviously, the show is December 6th when we're going to be recording a very special podcast. Ha, ha, ha. So to kick this off, we're going to start from some of the lesser, you know, important ones, and we're going to work our way up to the very most tippity-top important subject of the evening. So if you guys want to hear what we got to say, either A, fast forward all the way to that, or B, stick around. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there'll be some fun comments in between. Suckers. You should just stick around, because we're great. Exactly. We're awesome. So we're going to skip a couple, all right? Just let me get this yeah. out here right now. Best esports player, don't know, don't care. No offense mm-hmm. to them. Just don't know, don't mm-hmm. care. Best esports team, don't know, don't care. Once again, nope. glad you're there. Just don't care. Best esports mm-hmm. coach, don't care. Best esports event, don't care. Best esports mm-hmm. host, don't care. Best esports moment, <laughs> don't care. All right? Uh-huh. Now that we got that out of the way, we will go with the best esports game because yeah. I and you have played a few of those games. Mm-hmm. So, Matt... We got Counter-Strike Global Offense, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. What have you got for actually your own personal favorite and then what you think will actually win? Uh, Personal favorite, I always have to vote for League of Legends because it's the only eSport that I've ever followed. And when you follow it, it makes way more sense than if you just go in blind. They do a great job recapping everything, telling you why things are happening, all that good stuff. And... It's awesome and fun to play. So League of Legends gets my vote, my actual vote as a human. Uh, what's probably going to win, I'm going to say Overwatch, just because Overwatch League kind of blew up this year. Obviously, well, it's the first year of it, like first full year. So Overwatch League, it's pro- that's probably why it's going to get the vote. I, Fortnite, is, does anybody play that as an eSport? That's like a solo game. You don't eSport start It's starting to come out tournament side, but yeah, no. It's, oh, yeah, that's right. They've been is, doing like yes. their little ladders But it's, and it's not and up there yet with all the big dogs. Yeah, no way. So vote League of Legends, win is Overwatch. All right. What about you, Eric? Well, for my personal favorite, I'm going with Overwatch. That's the one I play the most of. That's the one I have a good amount of time in, laugh at, have good times with, yeah. drink beers to. So therefore, it gets my vote for that. Obviously, the winner is going to be Overwatch because mm-hmm. they just got the leagues going. Everything's real big right now. They're making huge money. Teams are going around to the different cities, states around our country right now. It's it's going large. It's going big. A lot of money is getting invested in it. Everyone's eyes are turned to it. I think it's got the most momentum right now. So Overwatch, I think, is taking it. All right, moving on into best debut indie game. We got Donut County, Florence, Moss, The Messenger, and Yoku's Island Express. Have you played any of these, Eric, or have some thoughts on any of these? Man, you know what? I do have thoughts. I have not played any of these games, but let me just tell you this. I have watched a lot of The Messenger get played because that's what I do. I stalk people and watch them play games. And that game, I think, as my personal favorite, because it's the only one I've actually spent extensive time watching or paying any real Mm -hmm. close attention to, I will say Donut County did look really neat. But 
the messenger i think for my favorite is going to take it and i think the best debut indie game that's going to win will also be the messenger uh there's been so much hype around it there's not too many categories that it's in and i think it's Mm going to take away something and i think this is the perfect spot where they're going to go okay here's some accolades to the messenger yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I'm going to say that's going to take it for the category, but my personal vote goes to Donut County because that was one of the best game experiences I've ever had. I mean, for an indie game, for a game that was two hours, I said it earlier in the episode, I loved every single second of it. I loved every single aspect of that game. It was Katamari Damacy in a reverse fashion. And like the music was absolutely phenomenal. It was great. Like I put, I was playing it with my headphones on because I was streaming it, and I turned that crap up. I was bumping. I was enjoying myself. Donut County 100% gets my vote. It should win, but I don't think it will. By gods. Well, here's one that we should have skipped, Matt. But since I didn't, we, announce- we are going to skip it. Just right. skip it. All right. So let me an amendum to what I said earlier. We're skipping the best <laughs> student game as well because I have no idea what any of this is. I've never heard nope. of any of it. So I'm not going to have a vote because I can't say anything intelligent whatsoever about any of it. Sorry, best I'm sorry, game. students. I really feel like I should download all these games and play them yeah, maybe on the exactly, stream if know? that's possible, mm-hmm. but I have never heard of a single one. I'm sure you guys did great. So moving yep. on to best multiplayer game. We've got Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, Sea of Thieves. Now I have played a lot of these games on this particular list, Matt. Holy mm-hmm. freaking moly. I feel really educated this time around. This is this is oh, just strange. Oh, well, from my vast experience, my favorite out of these is going to be Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. I got hooked into that game like a crack fiend, and I could not stop playing it. For weeks upon weeks upon weeks, I grinded away, getting new armors, having just the best time with strangers, with my buddy, Shay, oh man, I can't tell you how many hours I sank into that game. Well, I could if I actually went in there and looked it up. It was over 100 easy, and I know that doesn't sound like a ton, but you know what? When you're married, kids, life, da da da, when you put over 100 hours into anything, that means the game is good. That means you liked it, okay? So, Monster Hunter World is taking it for me as my personal favorite. I'm going to look at this with a critical eye now, with my little critical eye. Hmm. And of course, Fortnite's going to win. Duh. There's no really big uh, big question here, I don't think. Fortnite's sweeping it. It's the biggest game in the world. That's all anybody talks about. That's all anybody cares about. I'm going Fortnite. What about you, Matt? I'm going to counter you on this one because there were a lot of things last year that were like, oh, it's just going to be this because it's the hottest game in the world right now. And the Game Awards actually broke it down and did it right. So I'm going to say best multiplayer game. I have only played Fortnite out of this, and I hate Fortnite. So my vote's going to go to Sea of Thieves because you and Danny played that like three times and that's two of my actual human friends that played it together. Boom, there you go. Sea of Thieves gets my vote just because I think Monster Hunter World's going to take it because that's something that everybody has played. Like Except for me, I think I'm the only person left alive who hasn't played it. But everybody I know was playing it, well, except for you, Danny. So I guess I'm not the only person. But then it blew up on the internet. Everyone's going nuts about it. So I'm going to say Monster Hunter World will take it because it's deserving of it, unlike Fortnite, because nobody plays Fortnite with your friends. You play it all solo and you stream it and you go, ho, ho, lo, 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 victory royale. That's very true. Before we move on, though, I will say I did play AC of Thieves a lot more than just three times. I did only play it three times with Danny. But well, that's what I meant. Okay. My two gotcha. human friends played it three times. All right, yeah, but she seemed real upset on that last playthrough, so I 
didn't really ask her very much after that, which I should see if she wants to play again. Side note. All right, next up is best sports slash racing game, which we should probably skip because neither of us have played any of these and we don't really care about sports games. Unless you played Mario's uh, Tennis Aces. man, Mario Tennis Aces. No, I'm just kidding. Yo, I have not played any sports games. I don't really care about sports games. You're right, Matt. Sorry, sports games. Skipperino. Good job. So up next, best strategy game. We got the Banner Saga 3, Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, and Valkyria Chronicles 4. Now, as someone who covered one of these on IG2G, granted it was just a release, I'm gonna my vote's going to go to Frostpunk because it's... It's a stripped-down version of that big city management sim, but it's also in this frozen post-apocalyptic world where you have to make big moral choices between, like, food for people and, you know, fuel for the city or whatever. It sounded really mechanically interesting in a lot of different ways. So that's going to get my vote. What's probably going to win out of all these, I'm going to say Valkyria Chronicles 4 because it's going to be the biggest game that's going to appeal to the most amount of people. That's what I think, anyway. Hmm, this is real toughy, all right. So I've covered Into the Breach. I've watched a lot of gameplay for Into the Breach. Banner Soccer 3, same deal. And Valkyria of Chronicles 4, I've actually played. Well, I've played Banner Soccer 3 too, but those two I've actually played. Banner Soccer 3 was neat. I enjoy it, but it's kind of harsh. Uh, it was a little too mm. much for me. I wasn't uh, really jiving with it. Into the Breach is one I've only watched play a bunch. I thought it was really neat. But Valkyria Chronicles 4 has a special place in my heart. I adore the series. I adore the artwork. I enjoy. I adore the music. The everything. I've talked about on IG2Gs. I've talked about on Third Shift Proper. It's been covered. My favorite, for sure. My pick would be Valkyria Chronicles Four. What I think's gonna take it. I have to disagree, man. I I, I really. I think Into the Breach is gonna take it. Uh, there was just so much buzz about Into the Breach. So many people raving sure. about it, and. Valkyria Chronicles 4 got a lot of positive buzz too, but I just don't think it was anywhere near the uh, the same, you know, up levels that, that I saw, you know, the stars in people's eyes back in the day when this was coming out as Into the Breachhead. I think the only thing I would say to that is I, I feel like a lot of these are, are so unique in their own niche ways that they'll pull people one way or the other. Like if you really like Into the Breach you're not really going to like Battletech or Banner Saga 3, mm -hmm. but if you like strategy games, you're going to like Valkyria Chronicles. That's true. So I think that's the one with the broadest appeal is what I should say. I agree so with I think that. that's that. Instead of the biggest one, that's the, the easiest one for everybody to get into. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? We'll see. I want Valkyria Chronicles to win, so hopefully. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Moving on to best family game. Oh, man, here we go. <clears throat> Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party are up for the bidding. Matt, what do you think? Well, I'm not a family, and I, I haven't played any of these games, but my vote's going to go to Nintendo Labo because that's freaking awesome, like we talked about on IG2G. That was one of the things we were looking forward to this year. I haven't touched it. I haven't seen it in the wild. But it gets my vote. What's going to win? Something Mario-related. One of those two. Okay. Um, for a personal favorite on my end, I'm going to have to go Super Mario Party. I haven't actually personally played it, but I've played, obviously, a lot of the previous versions. I enjoy mm. this game. Lots of fun. Cool beans. I think it's going to take it. Now, as for the real official pick, God, it's real hard between Starlink and Super Mario Party. I've seen a ton of hype for both. Overcooked 2 was pretty big, but I think Overcooked original was just bigger. I think this was just more of the same. Mm -hmm. So I, yep. I think overall, Super Mario Party is going to take it. So I got to double up here. Super Mario Party, Super Mario Party. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. 
Up next, we got Best Fighting Game. Only four games in this category. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighters, Soul Calibur 6, and Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Any thoughts on this one, Eric? I sure do. Personal favorite, Soul Calibur 6. You know why? Because I love torture. I love punishment. I love to mm. be angry about life in general. And that's what Soul Calibur does to me. It draws me in. It makes me love it. And then it just abuses me, hits me, and tells me it still loves me to come back. And you know what? Everybody loves a good abusive relationship. So Soul Calibur Six is my personal favorite. What I think is going to actually take it, I think Dragon Ball Fighter Z has a real good shot at taking it. So I'm going to go with Dragon mm. Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, I have to agree. I, my, Dragon Ball Fighters gets my vote because it's one that I was actually interested in. It's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. It's so fast-paced. And then this is the one I've seen like with my own eyes on the Twitter machine, the most actual buzz about when new characters get announced, people start freaking out. People start either going nuts in a great way or going nuts in a bad way, going, oh, it's another Goku, but now he's got his blue hair, now he's got his pink hair, now he's blah, 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 blah. I see wrestlers tweet about this all the time, like, oh, I can't wait for the new pack for Dragon Ball Fighters. Here I am, kicking butt. Woo, 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 woo. So Dragon Ball Fighters gets my vote. I think that's the one that's going to win because, obviously, I'm not a big fighting game guy, so I'm sure these other ones are big through the fighting game community, but the one that I see is Dragon Ball Fighters, and I hear that it's great. So there you go. Boom, that should win. Up next, we got Best Role-Playing Gaming. Man, this is perfect for me. I'm glad I got this one. Mm -hmm. We've got Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age. We've got Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, and Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. All of these fantastic games, all of them I have read reviews on, looked at, watched gameplay of, because mm-hmm. RPGs are my thing. If you didn't know, this is my genre. This is the genre yeah. I live in, I love, I adore, to the end of the world. Now, for personal pick, do I really need to even say it? Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, Echoes of an Elusive Age. <laughs> beautiful game, beautiful music, beautiful art, beautiful everything. Great gameplay, solid to the bone. You want a traditional RPG that's just going to be everything you need it to be, that's Dragon Quest. That's what you get. That's my personal favorite. That's what I personally want to win. As for what will win, it's going to come down to between Octopath Traveler and Dragon Quest XI. All right, let me tell you right now. Those are the two. Monster Hunter World doesn't belong in this category. I don't know what they're talking about. Whatever. Nino Kuni 2, pretty neat. I'm I'm going to say... I'm going to say Octopath Traveler is going to probably take it. Just because there's so much okay. beautiful, beautiful music, beautiful artwork, fantastic fighting system. It's got everything you want out of an RPG. It was unexpected, whereas Dragon Quest is always the same, but just done better and better. And it, it It's a classic. It's beautiful, but it's the same. So is Persona. You're right. You're right. And it did win its category. Mm-hmm. No, I'm still sticking with Octopath. I think it's going to take it. I think it's going to edge Dragon Quest out. What do you think, Matt? All right, now. I haven't I've, I've played only one of these, but I've I own I, I own another one. I own Nino Kuni 2. Haven't had a chance to play it yet. I played Octopath Traveler via the demo on your Switch that you had. So I'm going to vote for that because that was super dope and really cool and beautiful and great. But I think Dragon Quest XI is going to take it because it's a Dragon Quest year. Dragon Quest is going to win Best RPG. There you go. Boom. Now, Best Action Adventure Game. we got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Guess what? I've only played one of these games and it's going to get my vote. Red Dead Redemption 2. I feel like this is the best, like, 
it's action adventure. It's not like an action game, but you are adventuring through the wild, wild west. Like I've said, that's I don't like certain aspects of the game, but I love the the world they made, the, the the adventure you can go on, the things you can do as a person in this world. It gets my vote. What's going to win? I feel like either Spider-Man or God of War is going to win this one because they've been out long enough to have gotten that big buzz and people and more people have played them. I mean, everyone's playing Red Dead now, but you you are playing it. You you finished God of War. People have finished Spider-Man by now. I think that's going to tip it in the favor of one of those two games. Toss-up for me, though. Roger, Dodger. Uh, on a personal favorite here, obviously I'm very biased. The only one I've completed and w- done and played myself all the way through was God of War. I have watched an entire playthrough of Marvel's Spider-Man. I have watched a ton of gameplay in Red Dead Redemption 2. Nothing on Shadow Tomb Raider, sorry. And I've watched a little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I hear a lot of good things about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I just don't mm-hmm. think it's going to get any traction. I would say personal favorite, God of War, no-brainer, duh. Mm-hmm. What I think is going to win, I think this category is probably going to go to Marvel Spider-Man. And the reason I think that is because it is just fun. It is nothing but pure fun all the way through. Tons to do, True. tons to explore, always exciting. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a trog. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a, more of a simulator than it is like just like, woohoo, I'm la-. You know, there's great moments, but it's mm-hmm. real work. You, if you leave your horse behind and get caught up looking for something, guess what? You're trekking back forever to find that horse because he can't hear your stupid whistle, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. There's moments that just make you go, oh, my that's, God. That's why you just don't play stupid. Like, I yeah, but a lot stupid. of people play stupid. I don't ever lose my damn You know what I mean? Horse. A lot of people play stupid. Let's be honest. I go pick up my hat <laughs> so I don't have to worry about where my hat is. Yeah. I don't leave my horse behind. Mm-hmm. If somebody jumps on my horse and steals it, I shoot him straight in hey, the face, and I got my I horse I agree. Back. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. A lot of people <laughs> consider Red Dead to be way slower. Yeah, I don't think it'll win this category. I think it's going to go to Marvel mm-hmm. Spider-Man. For sure. I think this is where it picks up its little promotion. Best action game, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11. I'm so glad to see a Mega Man 11 there. Matt, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Uh, Haven't played any of these games, obviously. My vote's probably going to go to Far Cry because, I don't know, I like the Far Cry games. I, I don't play them a lot, but I like watching them. I like enjoying them. I think this is the one... I think Call of Duty has been nominated in a few of these categories. This is the one where it should win because Call of Duty is all about action, over-the-top ridiculousness. There you go. This category is for this game. It, sh- it should win this one, if not a lot of the other ones. I don't think it should win like best multiplayer game, any of these other ones. This is the one it should win. It's all about action. Boom, Call of Duty. Boom, blow it up. What about you, Eric? I'm really mixed on this one. Mega Man 11, fantastic. I'm so glad to see it there. I don't think it's going to win. My personal favorite is going to be between Dead Cells and Destiny 2. Now, I'm so broken here because I love both of those games. You know what? Personal pick is going to go to Destiny 2 Forsaken. See, I was going to say Destiny 2, it's an action game, but it's not like an action game. But like, where but where do you put it? You know what I mean? Like it's it's a multiplayer game. That's a, that's an that's an ongoing game or a multiplayer game. There's two categories yeah, for I it know. already. This I don't think this belongs here. Uh, Gosh, because I want to say Dead Cells, but you know what? You know what? I'm going to say, say it. I'm saying it. I want Dead Cells to win. I've played the hell out go. of this game. I told my buddies here, Mr. Matt and Miss Danny, that uh, there was a, a night where we'd drink some beers and then departed each other's company. 
And then I had this weird time blog where hours went by and I just played Dead Cells. And I don't know how I played three or four hours of Dead Cells, but I did. And that means it's a great mm-hmm. game because Eric doesn't just yep. disappear in time for no reason. So Dead Cells, I want to win. What do I think was going to win? You know what? Screw it. Double down. Dead Cells. I think it's going to take it. All right. Now, next up, we got one that we should skip, but I'm going to leave it in here just because I got one thing to say. Best VR, AR game, blah, 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 whatever else it is. It's Tetris Effect because that game is mind-blowing on my damn TV with my headphones on. So if it was on my eyeballs with also with my headphones on, I would lose my shit. Tetris Effect should win, will win, gets my vote. Tetris Effect. I will say I almost agree with you. The only other thing I think can compete with it is Beat Saber. I've heard so much about Beat Saber. Just Beat Saber, that's Beat oh, Saber. Yeah, that's yeah. so freaking amazing, yeah, so freaking amazing. But I love Tetris too, so Tetris Effect it is. Tetris Effect, I want to take it. Tetris Effect will take it. Go to hell, Beat Saber. Ha! Perfect. Best mobile game, we're skipping because mobile games are for sissies. No, I'm just kidding. It's got Donut, donut County. I know. Donut I know. County. I know. All right. <laughs> Best mobile game, Donut <laughs> County, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, Reigns, Game of Thrones. That's what we got. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I think Donut County should mm-hmm. win because oh, that man. game is f***ing amazing, and I love Donut County. What's going to win, Fortnite or PUBG? Because uh, I can play, finally play this dumb game on my phone. There you go. That's that's my expert analysis right there. Fantastic. Ooh, I hate these games. I'm not judging win. because mobile games can just go burn in hell. So there you go. Yeah. All mobile games burn in hell <laughs> fairly well. Tell you can get me an RPG that works just like an actual RPG and isn't some gotcha gimme game. Go burn in hell. Farewell. Bye-bye. <laughs> Now, hey, Matt's Indie Game Showcase is a good thing I get to read this one. Best independent game. we got Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Oberdin, and The Messenger. What do you think, Eric? Well, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think that Celeste is going to take this game because it's amazing, because its music is amazing, because the gameplay is amazing. It's fantastic. It's a masterpiece unto itself. Dead Cells is fantastic, too, but I think Celeste is going to take it. What do I think will actually win? Celeste. I think it's going to double down here. And if it doesn't double down, yeah. it's going to win anyway. There you go. Yeah. I'm with you. I think Celeste will win. What gets my vote, though, is Return of the Obergen, just because of the unique concept, graphic style, art style. I think that's the best. Like, everything else, I can I can understand it. I can see where it came from. Return of the Obergen, I have no idea. The, the Papers, Please dude just pulled that one out of some magical place in the air. So that gets my vote. But I, don't, I think Celeste is so popular, that's going to win it. Games for Impact. This one, don't really know. But anyways, 11-11, Memories Retold, Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, The Missing, J.J. McField, and the Island of Memories. Matt, what's a game for Impact? What, what's happening here? I, I didn't know what this was last time, and I don't know what it is this time. But it was for a thought-provoking game with a profound pro-social meaning or message, I'm going to say... 1111 Memories Retold for that because of all the stuff that I just said on IG2G all about it. It's covering a, a topic that, you know, especially Americans don't know a lot about. I mean, we were part of it, but we don't we didn't feel the impact of it, and that's what this is all about. is feeling the impact of that first industrial war. So that gets my vote. What do I think is going to win it? I feel like Florence was about something really imp- really like important and weighty in an emotional way, but I don't remember what it was about at all. So I'm going to say Florence is going to win it, but my vote goes to 11-11. This is one where I'm in the dark. I know Celeste, 
So you know what? My personal mm. favorite is gonna be Celeste. It does actually yep. cover some topics. You know, she, this girl's suffering through depression, uh, is having panic attacks. You know, there's a lot of personal issues going on. The whole point of climbing this mountain is actually just, you know, spoiler alert about her and just trying to get over her problems. Oh, yeah, I did hear it was like an allegory. Yeah, for her exactly. Life and her struggle. So it is pretty cool. It is pretty deep. However, I think because Celeste is in so much. Uh, the other, so many of the other categories and whatnot. I think this is meant for something else. So, what do I think mm-hmm. is actually going to win? Unfortunately, I haven't played or paid too much attention to any of the other games. Like you said, though, Florence, I heard just all sorts of clamor about. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to probably go with Florence on that one as well. So, next up, we got best performance. I'm just going to say who they are because some of these names, Melissa and Thee, I'm not going to be able to say your name right. So, we got Connor from Detroit Become Human. We got Kratos from God of War. We got Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We got Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. And we got Peter Parker from Marvel Spider-Man. Who's winning it? What's your vote? My personal vote in this one is going to be Christopher Judge as Kratos, God of War. Because, you know what? You know what I did for weeks after playing that? Boy. Quiet boy. That's true. Quiet boy. That's all I did. I did it at work. I did it at home. I did it everywhere. Uh-huh. Come here, boy. <laughs> it's the best. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. It uh-huh. made me giggle all the time. It still makes me giggle. Now I'm just giggling right now. What I think is going to win, Arthur Morgan is a fantastic voice. I'll give it that. Peter mm. Parker, I don't know. Anybody can play Peter Parker. Not saying that Yuri did a bad job. Just saying, I don't know. I don't, have, I don't like Spider-Man anyway. Whatever. Christopher Judge, as Kratos, he's going to win it. I think he's taking it. I've only played two of the games on this list, and... Even though Detroit Become Human is a weird game, I did enjoy Brian Deckert's performance as Connor. So he gets my vote. Arthur Morgan does not get my vote because in his in his everyday dialogue, like when you greet people on the street, he sounds like a normal guy. Hey, fellas. But through a lot of the story missions, his accent is like so exaggerated that it's like, oh, my God, playing the first few hours is a chore. Like, it's, like, so drawn out and ridiculous. So that does not get my vote. I think who's going to win? I think you're going to go with Peter Parker because everyone loves the banter. Everyone loved the back-and-forth quips. Everyone loved the fact that they recorded it not only, like, with him sitting there, you know, sounding like normal, but if they were action scenes, he sounds like he's in an action scene. So that's going to get best performance for me. They, I'm, wait, no, that's not going to get it. That's going to win it. <laughs> my vote goes to the poor Detroit Become Human guy that everyone's going to forget about because nobody liked that game. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was okay. I just think it was forgettable, unfortunately. Moving on to best audio design. Up for it is Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Matt, who had the best audio design? Well, again, I've only played one of these games, so my vote's going to go to Red Dead Redemption 2 because it sounds really good, and I like, you know clumping through different places with your horse and walking through on the different different surfaces with your boots and all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. That's going to get my vote. What's going to take it? Uh, I haven't played any of these. I'm going to vote for Forza Horizon 4 because car noises are really good. So if you did good car noises, you should probably get it. If you're in the cockpit of your car and it sounds like you're in a car, there you go. You did a great job. I have no, I have no input on this whatsoever. Beautiful. But that was expert analysis right there. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, it was. That was top notch right there, man. My personal favorite, obviously, is God of War. I played through it. Everything felt meaty. Everything felt real. Everything felt grounded and just in the moment. It just felt like it had a thud. Like when you're hitting stuff, you could feel it. 
And if you can feel it, mm-hmm. that means the sound did a great job of making you feel it. What I think is going to win is probably going to be Red Dead Redemption 2 because there's such a, a gambit of noises. You go into a town mm-hmm. and you're hearing, the, you're hearing the chatter in the inn. You're hearing the man talking. You're hearing the horse pooping. You know, there's everywhere you go, there's noises that make you feel like you're there. I think that's yeah. a that's a huge achievement. I feel like, and that's something that just takes tons of work and effort to put put together. So I'm gonna say Red Dead Redemption Two is gonna get best audio design. All right, now best score in music presented by Spotify. I hope they have like a Spotify man there. Oh like yeah, a big Spotify. Yeah, they gotta bring head. that back. They skipped it last <laughs> year, and I was sad. Mm-hmm. So up for this one, we got Celeste, we got God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Dino Cooney Two, Revenant Kingdom. Octopath Traveler and Red Dead Redemption 2. Which had the best score? Music, Eric. Alright, this one's easy. It's coming down to Octopath Traveler or Celeste. Both of those score slash music, everything was perfect. My personal favorite, since I haven't spent a ton of time with Octopath Traveler, is going to go with Celeste. That music was, it, it still is, because I, I still play it right as of to this day. In fact, this morning I played it. It draws you in. Like, I am in that world. I am just concerned. I feel like I'm part of it. It just, it, it's beautiful music. Beautiful, haunting, great music. My pick for sure. What I think's going to win, probably Octopath Traveler. Because the music I have heard in that game is fantastic, is amazing. Beautiful soundtracks always incorporated these types of games. And everyone's talked about it. So, Octopath Traveler, I think, is going to take it. Personal favorite, though, Celeste. What about you, Matt? Uh, again, I've only played one of these games on this list, Red Dead Redemption 2. There are moments in that game when I'm going through, you know, just through the wilderness, going, you know, from town to town, and that score kicks in, and it's either like like a majestic, like sunrise type of action, or it's like that that mellow, depressed, like, I'm out here on my horse, I'm a bad dude, I'm probably going to do some bad things. And it's just that, you know, like... You know the you know the emotions oh, yeah. I'm talking about. So that gets my vote. What's gonna win? I'm gonna say probably Octopath Traveler or Celeste again. Total toss up. Flip that coin. Oh man, you're trying to rack up these points with your flip of the coin. We got to see who's the actual winner here, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't even know. Yeah. No, I mean, I've heard I've I've heard like 15 minutes mm-hmm. of Octopath Traveler music. I, I can't. All right. Well, this one you might have a better time with. Best art direction. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Return of Obra Dinn. What have you got for me? Vote is going 100% to Return of the Obra Dinn. That style is just ridiculous. I said it before. Where did it come from? Where does it go? Wh- Where did it come How? from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Continental it Joe. It from Continental Joe, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's gorgeous. It's that kind of art art style that I really loved. Shadows and shading and all, all the other good stuff. That 100% gets my vote. What will probably win, I'm going to say Octopath Traveler because that's, a again, a broader game that will have more appeal. Like, the art direction in all these other games is good, but it's not like punch you in the face, holy crap, what am I looking at? Octopath Traveler did that for the 15 minutes I played it on your Switch. Return of the Oberdin does that too. Oberdin gets the vote. Octopath Traveler, broader appeal, that's going to win it. This one's easy for me. It's a double down. My personal favorite is Octopath Traveler. That game is gorgeous. I've said it a million times in all the different podcasts we've talked about it. I'll say it again. It's gorgeous. It's phenomenal. It just brings you back to the old days. Great. It's great. 
What I think is going to win is Octopath Traveler. Once again, not that God of War isn't beautiful, Assassin's Creed isn't beautiful, same Red Dead the Others. They're all gorgeous games. That's why they're here. That's why they've been nominated. But Octopath Traveler, you cannot deny the skill and the, just the, the attention to detail that went into all those pixels and the, just the beautiful landscapes, everything. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Definite double down on that one. Going up, best narrative. Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. What you think about this one, Eric? Mm, personal favorite? Well, it's got to go to God of War because that's the one I've played all the way through myself. Um, hmm. You know what, though? What I think is going to take it is I think Marvel Spider-Man is going to take it. That's what I think is going to get it because it tells a huge story and it tells it through the items in the game, which is very neat because it makes you actually incentivized to go get them. It's not just some stupid gimmicky thing that you just collect for no reason. These tell very fascinating and fun stories of the years before you actually are Peter Parker. So you can kind of fill in the blanks Uh, and get up to date with where you're at with Peter Parker by collecting some of the collectibles and going on this narrative journey of how he became who he is today and what's going on with like him and uh, Mary Jane, et cetera, et cetera. I think it was really clever, really well done. The uh, Like I said, I watched an entire playthrough of the game via somebody else, so I was always interested in that, and it kept me going, oh, man, go, yeah, 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 go get the backpack. I want to see what's going on, da-da-da. Very cool. I think it's going to take it. As for me, my vote goes to Detroit Become Human because even though there are really good narrative touches in those, like those freeform moments in Red Dead Redemption 2, I think the story overall is not interesting to me, like for reasons I've said before. So that one doesn't get my vote. Detroit Become Human does because I've played it. What's going to win? I'm going to say God of War because a surprising number of people who have, you know, that I've read reviews on Twitter or Kotaku or whatever say, oh man, it was so powerful. Like when he got his blades back, ooh man, it was like a real it thing. Do do do. So all this stuff that I would not have seen because I hate God of War, people have seen and it's affected people in like really strong ways. And oh my God, my rage beast is back home and I like to cuddle him because he's my big daddy bear. God of War is going to take it because everyone loved Kratos and his little story. Fantastic. Up next, we got Best Game Direction, A Way Out, Detroit Become Human. God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2 are your nominees. Matt, tell me, which had the best game direction? Best game direction, my vote is going to a way out because f*** the Oscars. Go, Joe Zafaris. I want to see you up on the stage getting this game. Probably Detroit Become Human is probably better. And it like it was beautiful and well put together and all that other stuff. But a way out gets my vote. What's going to win it? Creative vision and innovation. I'm going to say that goes to Spider-Man just because it's, I don't know, every, every time I see it, it looks fresh and new and cool. Like, I see God of War, and I go, that's eh, what I expect God of War to kind of look like. I see Red Dead Redemption 2, I go, well, that's what that's going to look like. I, I say Marvel Spider-Man looks fresh, because there's never been such a poppin' Spider-Man game before. So that's that's what's going to get it for me. There you go. What about you, Eric? I almost did, I almost forgot to Let me tell you, it. Matt. I, 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 I want to go with you on the personal pick being a way out, just because I love... You got to do it. You got to do oh, it. Oh, my God. No, but I'm going to reverse the yeah. role here. I'm going to say my personal pick would be Marvel Spider-Man. Because I think they were very clever in the way that they did the Spider-Man, uh, doing the whole... Uh, they kind of went the infamous route with it, and that was just smart of them. But they, they tweaked it enough to make it more open-ended, more lighthearted, a lot more added. Just It, it worked perfectly for Spider-Man. I mean, it, it's so stupid how well it worked. So my personal pick's mm-hmm. got to go for Marvel Spider-Man, because I think that was well done. Who do I think's going to win? I think it is going to be a way out. I really do. 
because you don't nice. see a lot of games that incorporate this really unique way of how you and your friend got to work together throughout the entirety sure. of the game and then banter back and forth, relationship you're building the whole way through and working. You don't see that. That's just something you don't see. And I think it was bold and unique of them to go in that direction with it. Hence, best game direction. I think they got it. Yeah, you know what? Thinking about it now, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one because everything else in here, other than Detroit Become Human, it's another one of those that type, type of, game. of games. You can you can slot yeah. them in. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God bless. I'm glad I could change your mind, man. Shoo! <laughs> All right. Up next, we got best ongoing game. Destiny 2, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege are up for the bidding. Matt, what have you got for me? All of these have done a great job. I mean, they all deserve to be nominated here. I'm going to go with No Man's Sky because now it's actually, that's my vote, because now it's actually giving you what everyone thought it was going to give you before. Like the things that they didn't even promise that people assumed would be in the game now they're in this game. So this this is, if it was Rainbow Six Siege last year, which I think it was, that's what No Man's Sky has done this year. They've taken what everyone hated and fixed it to be all just like you're like one half spark away from what everyone's wildest dreams were when it came out. So that gets my vote. What's going to get it? I'm going to say Destiny 2 Forsaken because like you said, you know, Destiny 2 came out and it was kind of like blah, but then Forsaken came out and everyone was like, woo. Mm. So there you go. That you go from blah to woo. That's 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 best ongoing game right there. It is indeed. And th- and that's a game that millions and billions of people play. Everyone reads up about No Man's Sky, but nobody's actually played mm-hmm. it. I agree for the most part here, Matt. I think it's a three way. You got Destiny Two, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. I would love to give it to No Man's Sky because, like you said, they really have just come down and made that game what they said it was going to be. They're finally getting to that point, and you got to respect a game that does that. However, I just don't think enough people are there. I don't think it's on enough people's plates. So it's going to come down to Fortnite or Destiny 2. Personal, I want to give it to Destiny 2 because I play the hell out of Destiny 2 and Forsaken fixed tons of stuff, made me love the game again. It did everything it's supposed to do to get me back into it. Who's going to win? I'm going to say Destiny 2. You know what? Because just like you said, with Forsaken, they literally just went, hey, Oop, here's the patch. Everything's better. Everything's the way it should be. Everybody raise their hands in joy. Even though Activision just came out and said that Destiny 2 is really screwing the pooch and not doing what they wanted it to do. I don't care. Activision's a giant, you know, corporation who just wants money and if it doesn't produce billions then they're upset. I was the just gonna say great. that. If it didn't give you eleven billion dollars, then oh it's a total yeah, failure. Exactly. Tomorrow. So you know what? Double down here, Destiny two, Destiny two, bada bing, bada boom. And then we got it. We're almost there. The, the second biggest, the second biggest category for this year. We got Game of the Year. Your nominees are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. What you got for this one, Eric? You're going to hear it on a million podcasts, and I'm going to say it too, because it deserves to be said. The fact that Celeste is on this list is insane. Mm. An indie game is battling it out with these titans for best game of the year. That's fantastic. Mm. That's amazing, and that should tell everybody something who hasn't played Celeste yet. I'm just telling you right now, this is with titans. 
If you haven't played it, mm-hmm. you owe it to yourself to go spend 10 to 15 bucks and get this game. Off the soapbox. Who do I want to win? <laughs> My personal pick here. I hate to say, you know, I love some of these games. I really do. I really do. It hurts my heart. I see Monster Hunter World there. I love that game. I loved it. I really did. Mm -hmm. Celeste, I love it. I really do. But God of War, man, that game had me just in a whole other world. It just had me there. So God of War is my personal pick. What do I think is going to take it? God of War is going to take it. It's a phenomenal game in every way, shape, or form. Everything it does is perfection in video game. It's I don't think it can be beat. I really I don't know what's going to come that's going to beat that game when it comes to story, when it comes to just pacing, when it comes to action, adventure, everything. Storytelling fantastic. God of War is taking it hands down. What do you got, Matt? Tell me different. <laughs> this is another one where I've only played one of the games on this list. So Red Dead Redemption 2 will get my vote just because I've actually played it, and it's a lot of fun. But as I've said before, there are aspects of this game that I don't like. So it's not going to be the game of the year. If it wins it, That's prob- it's not a travesty, but I disagree wholeheartedly with it winning. I think this one's going to come down to God of War taking it, because like I've said before, Marvel Spider-Man people have had a chance to beat it, but it's not like processed in your memory as like a great game yet. Like When you first play a game and you're like, oh man, it's really cool, it's great, and then you finish it and you're like, all right, cool. I think you need that like a few month gap to look back on it and go, damn, that was one of the best games I played this year. So every everything else, like Red Dead and Marvel Spider Man, it's still in that like initiation period. Whereas God of War, if you played it and you loved it, it's crystallized in your brain now as like that was a fantastic game. So I think that's gonna take it just because it's had enough time to sit and just congeal and sponge form into people's heads and they'll go, yeah, you know what? I, I think so, yeah. Plus I'm not really done with Red Dead. I've got so the stuff to do with Spider-Man versus God of War is done. It's on the shelf. It was great. I loved it. God of War is going to win it, even though I hate God of War. So, And I agree. There is some of that that happens, but I, I can't tell you, man. Like Marvel Spider-Man, great game. Once again, I didn't get to play it, but I did watch an entire playthrough mm. of the game. Fun. Holy hell, it was fun. But mm. God of War, man. That game was perfect. It really was. It really was. That's Sean I know, what really. he thinks about that. <laughs> Sean. It's pure <laughs> Poop on a stick. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh well. But that's not it, man. We got one more tonight. One yeah. last, yeah. One last vote. And that's the biggest of them all, everybody. Mm-hmm. Content creator of the year. And you know what? Who's your nominees? Dr. Lupo, Myth, mm-hmm. Ninja, Pokimane, and Wily Rex. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Now I'm going to say there's only one content creator this year who's done it all. This content creator I'm thinking about, he's been on podcasts. He's done Twitch streaming. He's done YouTube videos. He edits podcasts and YouTube videos. He writes up articles for a website. He reviews wrestling events. He talks about movies. He talks about cinema. He talks about the theater. He f***ing wrote a book review. It's me. The content creator of the year. My vote goes to me. The winner should be f***ing me. F*** all the rest of these guys. I quit. I'm done. Oh, he quit. He quit. 
He quit, guys. He's gone. He didn't get the, he didn't get on there. He ended it here. You heard it. It's over. Matt's he's enraged. He doesn't see his name. He doesn't even see by proxy third shift. Nothing. There's nothing there. This is an injustice to the world. I don't know what to say. I mean, ninja? Really? One trick pony. Who the f is yeah. that? Dr. Lupo? I don't know no Dr. Lupo. Dr. Supo? Dr. Mupo? What is it? How about Dr. Funky? Yeah. That's Doc me. Funky. He even stole it. You know, really. God bless. Myth I have never heard of. Pokemon? Who cares about Pokemon? What a shitty game. Poke a, poke a butt. That's basically what he probably does. Poke a butt, man. God. Wily Rex? Pfft. No name. No game. He's got nothing. God. Terrible. No one cares. If it ain't third shift, it ain't, and more specifically, if it ain't Matt, apparently it's over. It's all over. That's it. Close the show out, Eric. So, with that being said, you know what? As Matt would always say, hey, if you like what we do, come check us out on the Twitters, the Facebooks, all the other crap. I'm not going to even go over it. But let me tell you, we're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on all those good places. Check us out over there. Doesn't matter. You guys love us. If you adore us, you know where we're at. Go find us. And as Eric would always say, hey, you can also find us on freaking Patreon. If you like what you hear, consider giving us $1, $2, $5, $1,000, anything and everything. Very much appreciated. It helps us stay focused, getting the gear we need, getting the things we need to keep this podcast running to be the best and become the content creator of the year that we so deserve. I'll tell you that. Right now, as a matter of fact, suck of faces. For all of you already donating and throwing us some cash here and there, you guys and gals are the best. We appreciate you. But, as I always do say, I understand if you can't, money's real, money's tight. You can go give us those likes. You can give us the five-star ratings. You can go over to Twitch and give us a follow and watch us play some video games and give some commentary because, once again, it builds the reputation to get us into the content creator of the year where we deserve to be. Do you understand this, people? Are you starting to understand the message that we're throwing at you right now? Get out there. Help support us so we can support you with awesome video game and life news. We are amazing. We love ourselves. We're very egotistical, apparently. This is awesome. I love it. You guys and girls are the best. Everyone who supports us up until now, great. You know what? We just did a whole Game of the Year thing. As we always say, hey, get on out there on the Facebook. Get on the Twitters. Tell us who your favorites are for this year. Because we're very interested. We want to see what you think. Do you disagree with us? Do you agree with us? Let us know. With all that being said, we're going to end tonight. And we're going to say it's been a fantastic time. Once again, Matt's gone. You guys, you didn't get him there. You didn't get him to the vote. And there's no one to blame but yourselves. Now I've got to go ask him to come back. I've got to go sit here and give all sorts of spiels of why he should try for one more year so we can be on the content creator of the year list and he his ego can be satisfied and he can be happy. All right? You're making me work. You're making me work. But until then, you know that I do appreciate you. I do love you. And I'm sure there's something else, but I don't care. I don't care because I'm in it. I will say this. One last thing without my buddy since he's gone. <laughs> It's all about myself. Don't forget to save. Don't forget to save, motherfuckers.